Welcome back to another episode of Thoughts of Dust Brew. I am your host, Dust Brew. Again, you can always follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Dust Brew Live. And you can listen to this podcast on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Okay, today, I feel like I want to talk about the nature of trust and truth. Now, that sounded really pretentious and over the top, but it's kind of what's been on my mind recently. And I know y'all love to hear what's on my mind, so let's just get into it, shall we? You ever meet those people who are like, who who like constantly f- think they their lives need to be a movie, like they're they're trying to make awesome memories at every single step of the way, like if every day they're not having a hallmark moment, they're literally going crazy. And and the funny thing about these type of people is their life's not a good movie. I mean, it's the kind you turn off halfway through. I mean, let's just be honest. It's the kind you turn off. But these people, they just continue on and on about how their lives need to be special and interesting and meaningful and pleasant and all these things that are just not going to happen for you. I'm sorry, guy. I mean, yes, there's certain people whose lives appear to be nonstop excitement, joy, peace, harmony, success, love, all of these things, of which you'll have none. You, you too, will have none. I will have none. Most of us will not have all of those things. We'll have a couple if we're lucky, but definitely not all of them. And I think this this dissonance between who people think they should be and who they really are hurts a lot. I mean, it would just hurt, you know, to to sit there and go, holy crap, who am I? I'm not who I thought I was. Like this person inside me or this person I've conjured in my mind is just not the guy or the gal that I am. And it's hard to reconcile that. It really is. It, it's very painful. It's very painful. The dominance hierarchy. Shout out JP again. That's how much I love Jordan Peterson. I mention, mention him in every episode. Anywho. Let's talk about Socrates. And let's talk about why Ben Shapiro is the modern Socrates. (laughs) Don't make me laugh, because you know it's true. Think about it. Socrates, as written by his student Plato, was this sort of argumentative beast. He would just lay waste to whoever dared step in front of him in verbal disagreement. And he loved to argue. I mean, he absolutely loved it. He would stop people in the street just to argue with them about nature, love, 
science, you know, the role of women and men, political things, the idea of democracy, slavery, all these things. He was just like shoving people into these debates (laughs) and they're probably like sitting there going, Socrates, man. I'm so busy right now. I don't have time to debate you. And Socrates is like, hold up. Wait just a darn tootin' minute now. He said, he, this is what Socrates said. He said, hold up just one second. Hold up just a darn tootin' second now. Now, if you're going to sit here and sit here and, and throw those words at me, we're going to have to talk about them a little bit. Like, what, what is the nature of time, really? What what is the nature of time and space? Space time. Time is a flat circle. Ghost of girlfriends, future past. Sorry, I just had to whip out my McConaughey for a second. But yeah, it's kind of funny to me <laughs> to think of Ben Shapiro as the modern day Socrates and vice versa. Just like um, incorrect because. Here's the facts, and I'm going to say them to you extremely fast, and you won't be able to understand what I'm saying, but it will sound very intelligent, and thus I will destroy you in this argument, in this debate, shall we say. But it's just kind of funny, and it's not political. I don't I don't care for talking about politics, but it's just it's just funny to me that there, you know, if we if we consider Jung's theory of the archetypes they they're one and the same as far as archetypes go and so historically they may have you know the the birth through death of socrates may have influenced the man who ben shapiro became isn't that wild to think of this interconnectedness of all beings human or otherwise it's really fascinating when you think about it but um yeah, you know those people that think their lives are a movie? It's a bad one. Rotten Tomatoes, it's certified rotten, baby. I mean, let's face it. Your life's not a movie. And if it is a movie, I'm shutting it off halfway through because I'm bored, I'm depressed, etc. If you have a movie, if your life is a movie, you're probably going to make me cry in the middle. Just out of sheer sadness for how pathetic it is. I mean, do you ever have you ever seen a movie where the characters are just so pathetically depressed, lethargic, just unsuccessful? And and you just want to cry for how pitiful these characters are and how much you just you go, oh, I just feel terrible looking at these sad sacks of nothingness, these shells of humanity. And it's, you know, it's just interesting to me. And, you know, this ties into truth. So, you know, we talk about these concepts of truth and belief and trust And I think right now it's clear to see that we're in a pivotal moment of distrust. We distrust each other fundamentally. And we distrust, you know, our institutions fundamentally. So because we have this distrust everywhere, 
it's hard to believe that the harmonious nature between us will continue on you know if 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 i live somewhere we'll call suburban which many of you do many americans live in a suburban environment um and you know it's that idea that if if i'm out on my porch stoop and i look across my yard and i see my neighbor and let's say he's doing yard work right and he he's just raking up leaves trimming bushes you know mowing the lawn you know what do i think of this man it, it, am i am i scared of him do i love him do i fear him do i hate him do i know him do i know who he is and a lot of people don't know their neighbors and so if you have a society built upon people who don't know their neighbors you end up in a place where neighbors become enemies and if your neighbor's your enemy boy i hate to see how you feel about those people who aren't your neighbors you know it's 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 uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and the truth of things is becoming far more deluded far more obfuscated and it's hard to eke out what that raw sort of pureness of truth really is where does it lie in in a lot of these matters and uh because of that seeds of distrust have been sown all across the place all across the nation and you know what is the solution you know i i think that if you see your neighbor and you see him out there mowing his lawn and he's got the hearing protection on because the mower's loud and you don't want to have that tinnitus that here, let me demonstrate for you what tonight it sounds like. You ready? There it is. That's tinnitus. 24-7. Every day of your life. Buzzing, humming, ringing of the ears. If if it's mild and you're lucky, it'll be drowned out a lot of the time by other noises. But if you're unlucky and it's severe... You will hear it all the time. So that's why you wear hearing protection. So, you know, I'm on my stoop and and I look out at my neighbor mowing the lawn with his hearing protection. And I think to myself, I, I, I don't like this man. I don't know him that well. But I don't fear him either. But I feel these, these this feeling of animosity towards him this feeling of hatred of pure raw hatred for this man and i wanted to i want to devour his soul so what do i do i i i walk out boom my feet hit the yard i jump off the stoop i land both feet at the same time
Not one, both feet. Bang! Plant my feet like a man. I see him, and I go, it's game time, baby. Now, he's mowing away from me right now, right? So what do I do? I take off. Like a fighter jet, man. Like a fighter jet zooming into the sky. I take off. I'm running so fast, my feet are are gliding on the tips of the blades of grass. That's how fast I'm moving. And I'm just full speed. There's a... You, you ever you ever stood near a jet engine? Or you ever been unfortunate enough to be behind a jet engine when it fires up? You feel that hot, that hot directed wind just blast you. That's what you would feel if you stood behind me this day. I was just off like a rocket. And I'm sprinting. And my target is engaged. I see him. He's mowing away from me. And I'm going straight at him. You know that scene from Get Out? Where the uh, the gardener, he's he's running around at night. And he runs straight towards the camera. That's what you would see on the back of my neighbor's head right now. Full sprint. Full speed. Total annihilation. And you're asking yourself, what happens when you arrive? At this man. What happens when you make it to this man? (laughs) Let me just tell you something right now. It wasn't pretty. I come up. I come upon this man. Like a wild boar. I bull rushed him. I grab him. Rip him off the mower. Throw him down to the ground. Rip those stupid hearing protection. Headphones off. And I just go to town. I beat on his face like it's a punching bag. And he's sitting there protesting, trying to fight back. But I won't let him. Because when a man has a mission, he must succeed. He will succeed. And that's what I did. And this man, the fear in his eyes, it was like the fear of God. And I feared him in that moment. And he feared me. The whites of our eyes glistening in the daylight. We see each other. We fear each other. We feel each other. And ladies and gentlemen, without the risk of poetic license, in that moment, I feel that we were each other. It's as if our souls were spinning in this vortex of of connection. This vortex moving at the speed of sound. Back and forth and back and forth we go. Rolling around. Green thumb. Green stains all over our clothes. I'm pummeling him. Pummeling him. And finally, the dust settles. We both get up, brush off our clothes, and return to our homes. Not a word was spoken that day. Not one word. And you know what the funniest part was? If this man had just taken his leaves and scooted them off my property, then maybe some things like this wouldn't have happened. Maybe things like this wouldn't have happened. But that's what I did that day. 
And you know what? I don't regret it. I do regret it, but I don't. Because in that moment, I learned who I was by learning who he was. And he did the same. And from that day on, when we happened to cross eyes, glance at each other across our respective yards, there was a respectful nod. And we moved on with our day because we learned about each other and we knew each other. And now we can proceed in harmony. So that's what I'm advocating for, really, in a national in a national uh, lens. We need an all-out total civil war. Brawl, I mean brawling in the streets, people fighting, hurting each other. I don't want killing. I don't like killing. Killing is so final. There's such a dense permanence to it. I don't like killing. Just fighting. Just fighting. So we all just need to fight it out. Roll around in the yard, get some grass stains on us. And then we brush it off and we go back to our houses. And from then on, you know what happens? We are able to coexist and there's this mutual feeling of harmony. Because we, we approach the precipice of knowing each other and not knowing each other. And once you cross the threshold into knowing each other, Things become a lot more reasonable. People develop expectations for each other. They know how to vibe with each other. They know how to be around each other. And for that reason, things can progress on peacefully. So that's what I'm advocating for. Total civil war. And, you know, some say... Dust brew, isn't this a radical position to take? Wouldn't it be better if we just learned to like each other? No. You know why? Because I know for a fact you don't like me. And I don't like you. But maybe I will. Maybe if you dashed my face into the rocks, maybe I would know it. Maybe I would like you. At least I would know who you are, right? So don't give me this, let's just sing kumbaya and move on in peace and harmony. How about let's not? Because it's disingenuous. And I'd rather have genuine hatred than disingenuous love. Because we've all been in in a position to experience disingenuous love. Like you ever meet a person and instantly they're, they're like your best friend. And you question that and you go, that's not right. That can't be right. The person doesn't know me. Why are they being so overly friendly and amicable to me? It's because humans have a very good gift at discerning the difference between genuine kindness and this sort of facade of superficial friendliness and amicability and just it's this icky feeling and we all have this intuitive notion of it just this ickiness of ugh. they're like oh they're slimy they're so smooth and kind and nice to me it's like ugh. they want something from me or they're trying to 
do something to me. And that's why I'm advocating for this. Yes, it might be controversial. But at the same time, it's not. People have settled scores for all of human history through, through light combat. I mean, you think of the dual system in the Wild West. You think of the dual system in 13th, you know, in the early early uh, centuries of Japan, of, of Europe. Everyone was dueling. Because if you had a score to settle with somebody, you did it. And, and things moved on afterwards. It wasn't like you had a duel with somebody... And then the next day, you wanted to duel them again. Chances are, whatever feelings you had towards them either subsided or felt sort of... You felt like those feelings had been fulfilled by the action. So that's why I believe we need this. Because it'll help us move forward in peace and harmony. So... You know, I was thinking about something else today. And that is, who decides what's true and what's false? Now, I don't mean it in a, you know, 4chan, QAnon way, nor do I mean it in an Antifa, woke, leftist, Marxist way. What I really mean is, just the idea of things being true and real because there's a shimmer there's a shine to things that are true kind of like you know a freshly waxed vehicle have you ever had a freshly waxed vehicle have you ever had your vehicle freshly waxed I mean freshly waxed I mean it looks so good doesn't it And you like it, don't you? You do like it. I know you do. And it shines. Oh, so beautiful. The natural paint color just glistening in the sun. Oh, what a beautiful thing. That's what the truth feels like, man. That's what it feels like. When you find that nugget of gold, it just makes everything fall into place. And you go, yes, you're right. Of course it makes sense. Of course, of course. I mean, it's 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 it it brings everything together. Everything comes together in a beautiful way, and things seem okay. Because more than anything, more than anything, really, I think we need things to be okay. We need to feel okay about things. And the only way to do that is to find a center of gravity. Find a place through which you can you can have solid ground. You can have stationary meaningful two feet planted firmly in the ground. That's what you need. You need to be planted firmly in a ground. Now, I'm not telling you what ground you should be planted in. That's up to you to find that for yourself. 
but I'm just telling you, you need something. You need something with which everything else can orbit around, and you decide, you pick and choose what you allow to orbit around you, what you allow to be in your solar system. That's what you need to do, because I promise you, you'll feel a lot better about things. If right now you feel lost, you feel confused about things, you don't know what's true, you don't know what's false, and it all just jumbles around in your head and drives you nuts, I urge you to take some time and figure out what you think is true. Because what's false and what's true will literally set the course for the rest of your life. So please do that, and I'm not going to proselytize to you anymore. I'm not going to preach to you about how I think you should live your life because Lord knows I got a lot of problems. Yeah, yeah. Too many to count, some would say. Too many to count. Count Dracula. I want your blood. That was a bad impression, but... You know, I'm just vibing right now. I mean, you can't tell me nothing. Like, uh, you know, the icon, the iconoclast, I should say, Kanye West once said. Uh-uh, you can't tell me nothing. I mean, it's true. It was true then, and it's true now. So, I want your blood. Surprised you. Another Dracula impression. I know you're upset, but what are you going to do about it? write to me <laughs> what are you gonna do are you gonna leave me a bad yelp review and you're gonna say well Desbrew, he he did a dracula impression twice and i was bored and i didn't think it was good and i was i was hoping to laugh and forget about my problems but i can't do that because Desbrew is just being silly and being just a silly boy and he's not he's not talking about anything interesting and I don't know what I'm going to do with myself because I got all these bills to pay and my governor locked down my state so I can't go to work and I can't feed my kids and all they do is just nag me all day and watch, all they do is want to play video games and watch movies and they were telling me something about getting lit with their friends. I didn't know what that meant but it, it sounded okay and you know. I just, I just want to write this, this, this strongly worded, very detailed letter, in a Yelp review, to tell Dusper what I think about his silly, silly podcast. It was a travesty. It was a nightmare. It was like listening, you know. It was like the equivalent of that feeling when you're laying in bed, and you half want to throw up, but you can. That's that's verbally the feeling I got in my ears. When I hear Dusper's podcast, and I've now been doing this lady voice for approximately a minute now, maybe a minute and a half, and some will tell me, if you stop right now, maybe you can recover some sense of personal dignity, some sense of personal dignity in the podcast, but I lack any dignity at all, I really do, I really don't care, and I have none, so for that reason, I have continue to do the female voice. But I, I am going to stop now in the interest of not being insane. So let's go back to my voice. 
Man, who is that chick? <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> Wowzers. She's off her rocker. I mean, Yelp review for a podcast that has two listeners, both of which who are close personal friends. I mean, mm. she cray cray. So, yeah, I think you should just think about your life. <laughs> Don't you love people who just want to tell you what to do? Like, you know, it's it's obvious in the moment that you're just kind of like, you just want to vent to somebody about your problems, but they just constantly give you answers. They're just like, well, well, first they'll sigh. They'll go like this. You ready? They'll go, hmm. Yeah, that's tough, man. Well, maybe you should just uh, fix the problem and then everything will be fine. Have you thought about that? I mean, that seems to be the solution to me, right? Just fix the problem. Oh, what's that? What's that? Oh, you have a problem? And and, and it's causing you great emotional pain? Well, what if you just, like, fixed it, you know? I mean, just fix it, right? It can't be that hard. Just fix it. Just fix it. Problem? Gone. Problem? Where's it at? Oh, it's gone. That's right, because you just fixed it. Remember how I just told you to fix your problem? <laughs> it's crazy, right? I know, right? <laughs> you didn't even think about that, did you? Just, like, fix it, right? No, 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 go ahead. Just right now. Actually, while we're sitting here, just go ahead and fix it. No, I'll wait. I'll give you, like, eh, five minutes. Five minutes. I'll sit here and you fix your problem, all right? All right, cool. And, uh, you know, let me know if you need anything, any other advice or anything. You know, I'm I'm always here for you. Just remember, hey. Hey, I'm always here for you. Hey, look at me. Look at me. I'm always here for you. I'm always here for you. Bow. Peace out, boy.